Ladies and gentlemen, this is Kendall Richardson reminding you to help control the pet population, have your pets spayed or neutered. For this is a Fred the Alien Productions podcast. Yes, we're starting uh, an intro with an outro, because that is us. Because we, we are the podcast that refuses to behave. Cue the music. I don't know what we're yelling about! We came, we saw, we kicked its ass! Are you telling me you built a time machine? What about DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Conversation anyway. Hello. Hello. I, yes. (laughs) I, yes. I am Kendall Richardson. And I'm the hashtag pro streamer, Michael Lister. <laughs> and you just, uh, you've just, oh wow, we're off to a good start. Yeah, <laughs> we're doing the outros as the no, intros now. No, now we're doing the outros and the intros. And you are now mm. experiencing a podcast called Fred. Oh boy. Yes, experiencing it <laughs> through the mediums of goodbyes and hellos and see you laters. Yes, yes, exactly. This is our version of weirdness going on right now can you tell i haven't left the house in two days like can you tell i don't know if you can tell limited human interaction over here it's good is it right all your interactions are online literally Uh, literally they are uh we miss we miss the lockdowns don't we (laughs) guys and dolls let's get back back online let's 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 take it back (laughs) To when everyone was sick, <laughs> and we had no we had no treatment for it. Um, welcome, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Thanks for joining us. Uh, as you can see, Fulia is not here, but never fear, she will be soon. Um, she just needs uh, a little bit of time to get ready for us. So, uh, in the meantime, I'll dive in with her statement. Regarding her weekly watchings. Um, Mm -hmm. So let's kick it off. Uh, Fulia says, This week has been rough for me as I have been going through some major back pain. Hence why I'm not here on the podcast from the get-go. Sorry. It's okay, Fulia. It's all good. It's okay. As long as you're okay. Um, In spite of that, I have managed to watch through some more episodes of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Got through all of... Yeah, marvellous indeed. Got through all of season four and started season five. This show is worthy of all of the awards it has won and then some. Such a great story and a lot of laughs. I will hopefully have a review for you all once I finish the final season. I look forward to hearing it. Um, yes. yes, excellent. Yeah, I have I've heard nothing but great things about that show. Um, I might watch it one day. Maybe I should, probably should. Um, too many things to watch. My God. Uh, Michael, speaking of watching mm. stuff and yes. things, what have you? What stuff and things have you been watching? Yes. Well, when you say that uh, there's too many things, not to spoil it for the future of the podcast, but there's not going to be much in 2025, maybe. Um, no. No. But I have been watching stuff. Mm-hmm. Um um, continuing my watchings of Always Sunny in Philadelphia, I'm up. I am now up to season six now, uh, and with that, 
the whole production is now in uh, 16 by 9 and in high definition. Because <laughs> mm. when it starts, it was in standard definition and in 4 by 3 Oh, interesting. So, oh, the passage of time. Mm. And, and that show is absolutely bonkers and nuts and absolutely horrible. Uh, but in a yeah. good way. In a good way, yes. <laughs> uh, watched a couple of episodes last night with my wife and she says, these people are horrible. I say, yes. Yes, they are. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, speaking of horrible things, um, well, not really. Um, I've also watched uh, uh, the new episodes of Always Murder. Uh, there's nothing but murder, but all we want is murder. <laughs> That's nice. been going good. Uh, turns out the red herring that uh, me and Fulia were talking about last uh, last week is is a red herring. So no surprises there. But we're going into other things now. So. And very woolly and wild and and fun, nice. Yeah, and just and just watching these people like enjoying themselves, being on on screen and being with each other. It's it's fun. And every now and again on TikTok, I I catch uh, Selena Gomez's TikToks, and because she's on TikTok, of course, uh, and uh, just behind the scenes uh, and just interaction with uh, uh, with uh, Martin Shorten. Uh, and Steve uh, going, whoa, whoa, what's this? <laughs> what's this? Uh, different generations. It's always fun. Uh, speaking of different generations, in the not too distant future, Futurama. Uh, watch the new episode of Futurama. That is going good. Nice. Uh, yeah. Always, always a good laugh. I'm always, I'm, I'm actually surprised. I'm actually getting quite good laughs at uh, this. It's like, yeah, it's, it hasn't, it hasn't skipped a beat. So uh, it's really good, and I highly recommend it for anyone, even if you uh, aren't up to date. But it's still, it's still fun to watch. Um, nice. And another thing that I've also been watching is Shadow of the Colossus. Oh, sorry. What we do in the shadows. <laughs> nice. One's a game, one's a TV show. And the TV show is fun. And yes, I mm-hmm. I do enjoy this episode much than the than the previous. But having said that, you needed to watch the previous to get, <laughs> get, get some of the endings of the... A little bit. Uh, so there was an actual uh, setup and payoff in, in this episode that I quite like. Yes. Um, and yeah, it's. I think by the end of this series, um, there's going to be. Everyone's going to know that Gilmo is, is going to be a, a, a vampire. A, a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I'm. I haven't been watching much. Just the Just the stuff that I've been have that I have been watching. Um, but I will say, um, my kids uh, have just been introduced to Sonic Two. Ah, very good. Because we because we watched that, and apparently they want to watch they want to watch it again. So I've watched it twice, and it was still good the second time. Ah, <laughs> oh, nice. Yes, so I can't wait for three. They are filming at the moment, but without any actors. <laughs> and yeah, great. What's going to happen 
in the near future. Who knows? Who knows? What about you, Kendall? Do you know? Um, no, I don't. I know nothing, Jon Snow. Um, you know nothing. Nothing. I know nothing. <laughs> I am Schultz. I know nothing. Um, yes. yes. Well, uh, about. I see me. your Game of Thrones and raise you a Hogan's hero. Yeah. <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. Um, yes, for me, watching things and stuff, I um, have to remember because I forgot to write them down in my little diary that lets me remember everything that I've watched. That's all right. That's all right. Um, but yes, I will. Well, let me start with the, the, the depressing thing first because I'll, I'll, I'll build up from there. But basically, uh, Friday night, I watched the the penultimate episode of the lost flowers of Alice Hart on Amazon prime. Um, and my God, by the end of it, I was in tears, like holding myself. It was, oh boy. Um, (laughs) if, if, if anyone, if anyone, um, like has any, uh, triggering, uh, uh, issues around domestic violence, don't watch it. Um, not that I, not that I do. I won't. Yeah. I mean, that's not a deterrent to, to say don't watch the show because it's fucking amazing. Um, it's probably one of the best made Australian dramas I've ever watched. Um, it's like the cinematography is absolutely stunning. Um, and it's such a powerful female driven story. Um, and it even has incredible representation for indigenous folks. Um, which is, you know, (laughs) long overdue, Um, and just incredible shots of the, you know, sort of the outback in New South Wales. Um, It's just amazing. But the story is just, like, heartbreaking and devastating and just episode six just, just hit me again and again, like, just with all these twists that kept happening and these reveals that just, things just kept getting darker and darker, and I was like, oh, my God. God, it was like I was like yelling at the TV, like you know, telling characters to get out, get away, no, don't do that. Blah blah blah. I'm just like, it's happening again. I'm like, oh my god, oh my god. Anyway, it's amazing if you can stand that kind of those kind of themes, um, then it's definitely worth a watch. But uh, but yeah, it's very tough. It's very very tough. Uh, I'm gonna read the book after because um, it's based on a book by an Australian author. Um, and I started reading it before the show came out, but I didn't finish it in time because I'm slack like that. But now I'm going to go back and, uh, finish reading it. So it's good. It's very good stuff. Um, okay. Lifting up from there. Um, <laughs> uh, I, yeah, almost at the end of season three of Asians of S.H.I.E.L.D. now, and they got a few more episodes to go on that. And, um, yeah, that's just it just continues to be a fun revisiting that every couple of weeks um for my you know first time re-watching it um and you know to see what I've remembered and have not remembered because um it's been I haven't watched it since it originally aired and the episodes that I'm watching are the ones that aired around the time of like um Civil War when that came out so it's we're going back a bit of a way um but it's yeah it's awesome so awesome i just can't get enough of clark Gregg as phil colson he's just fantastic um and but is it really canon but is it really yes yeah, it's, it's it's not anymore but 
<laughs> so, I mean, look, I don't know. I feel like you can probably still say some of it is up until they diverge from the timeline because there's a t- there's a timeline divergence that happens, um, I think, in season five from memory. Um, yeah, I can't remember. Or season six. When it's some... I think it's season five, maybe. I can't remember. It's been a while. Um, but, yeah, and then after that, it's definitely not canon. But before that, you know, we get mentions of shit that is going down in tandem with what's going down in the movies so like Thanos gets name dropped um at one point in the later seasons so yeah so it's connected to a point and then it fucks off into its own thing um (laughs) but it's a great show I do recommend people check it out if they haven't um and then yeah and then apart from what we're going to talk about later I think I should the only other thing I really watched was um what we do in the shadows um yeah, same same with you, Mike. Uh, yeah, I like this one <clears throat> better than last week's one. Um, but it was still, like, not as good as previous week. I feel like the season's peaked already. Um, <laughs> I think they peaked too early, but that's okay. Uh, it's still very enjoyable. I um, Yeah, the fact that Nandor is the only one now that doesn't know <laughs> about Guillermo. Um, and I thought it was going to happen, and I'm like, oh, no, they're going to save it till like... That'll be like the cliffhanger going in the, into the finale, I think, because it's is yeah. it? I think it's ten episodes, right? And that was episode eight, so something like that. Something like so that. You might know. You, you might find out at the either at the end of uh, this next one, and then the ramifications of see, uh, of episode ten, or they're just going to save it for the end, and then everything just explodes. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. It's going to be very interesting. Um, it was really nice to see the return of Baron FNS. I do enjoy uh, me mm. some some Doug Jones. He's awesome. Um, getting him to kind of like giving him the opportunity to kind of unleash and go full Baron was was pretty cool. <laughs> I like I like that. And just just the concept of like oh Laszlo's feeling a bit down. Let's <laughs> or the, so they think. Um, let's let's roast him. And they they do a comedy comedy um, channel style roast or whatever it is Comedy Central, mm-hmm. uh, and that was just and I I can I just say most relatable moment when when like was it was it hang on was it Nandor or Na, or Naja that was introducing like pointing to the crowd and like saying who was here tonight it was one of them I can't remember um, but one of them it goes and the guide is also here and then fucking crickets and i was like i'm validated (laughs) (laughs) i don't like her character (laughs) and i know that's the point but still i was like yes (laughs) apologies to to kristen charles because she's fantastic but i don't like that character at all um (laughs) validation validation sweet best character this character but it was um but yeah but it was it was good um just you know for something a bit different and to to see laszlo a bit um out of it and just the whole episode we're wondering why and he just keeps saying yes very good thank you um (laughs) (laughs) and then he just interjects towards the end and then goes back and he said now if you'll excuse me (laughs) just like fucking i can't i can't deal can't deal with it it's so funny but that was hilarious that that ending i i lost my shit i thought that was like that's great let, let let's have it be something meaningless to as to why he was sitting there for so long it's just yeah yeah it's a good time so yeah 
Um, cool. Uh, that is it from me. Uh, that's it. That's it. Uh, let's wrap it up. Um, but before we do, <laughs> we've got a whole show to do. So now we're going to dive into the week that was and the nerdy news. This is the news and nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom, the hostess with most s, Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. Take it away. Take it away. Yeah, I'll take it away. Ah, uh, man, why do I? I feel like last year and this year is just, just trying to. Bring back 2016 in the worst ways possible. Um, yeah, so going to be a bit sad for a minute. Again, as we just... A tre- this trend that seems to be happening lately, and I don't like it, um, because uh, we lost a couple of pretty awesome people this week. One uh, in particular that, you know, has a special place uh, to the people who run and watch this show, um, because we lost Arlene Sorkin, at the age of 67, and we also lost Bob Barker at the age of 99. Um, uh, on the same day, I think it was, too. Like, woke up yesterday morning and just bam, bam. I'm like, all right, cool. Thanks, universe. Um, I'll start with Bob Barker. Um, 99 is freaking impressive. Very, very good innings. Um, any human would be lucky. Uh, you know, if you like longevity, um, to to be alive for that long, um, you know, to have such a life and a career that he he did that, you know, uh, the fact that he, I mean, he was the host of The Price is Right in the US of A for um, how many bloody years? Where I had it written down here. Um, 1972 to 2007. So he, he hosted that show for almost 40 years, 35 years. Um, such a long time. Um, and he won 14 Emmys, um, uh, for his, his, his role, uh, with that show. So it's just, yeah, he's iconic. I mean, come on down. Like everyone knows that, like that's, that's, you know, where we get that from. Um, and, and of course, uh, as our generation will most know Bob Barker from, uh, as Happy Gilmore, um, (laughs) Uh, you know, my favourite uh, of Adam Sandler's uh, films, I should say. Um, and honestly, one of the fa- like one of my favourite parts of that movie, and a lot of people's favourite parts, I think, is the the Bob Barker sequence where Happy is partnered up with a celebrity golfer, and it's Bob, and they're getting along fine at first, and then you know because Shooter McGavin's working behind the scenes to bring him down, you know, turns Bob against him, um, and you know. We get the two of them in this climactic uh, punch-on on the golf course. Um, <laughs> and the iconic line, of course, the price is wrong, bitch. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> now you've had enough. Uh, now you've had enough, bitch. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic retort. Um, yeah, comedy gold, comedy gold. The fact that Bob had obviously clearly had a good sense of humour about himself to do that... Um, you know, even in his older life, you know, back in the 90s, you know, it's just, it's just very cool. Like, I have a lot of respect for him for that. Um, and yeah, to leave behind the legacy that he does, like, you know, we should only be so lucky, really. So, um, yeah, it's very sad, but 
he had an incredible life um and he will be missed mike did you want to did you want to talk about bob barker yeah he sort of like was like the powerhouse that he was like going with different generations uh, uh if you <laughs> if you were if you were sick from school then that's what you would watch like Dave. yeah yeah price is right i mean in australia we did have larry Ebner and <laughs> and, mm. <laughs> and all that but yeah it definitely was like in happy gilmore and and all that and also different uh jokes from different tv shows that talk about bob barker like i remember uh there was a a uh skit from robot chicken where uh, he's um his tagline at uh at the end of every show was remember spay and neutered your, your pets and then then he sort of turns into a um a, a superhero and they actually got bob barker to do his voice <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah and and there was an uprise of of all the pets of trying to destroy Bob Barker, it was like, no, you cannot do that to us. And the and the and the main main bad guy w- was Snoop Dogg, because <laughs> <laughs> dog, dog, yeah. Before he changed his name, uh, Snoop Tiger. <laughs> yeah, so, so <laughs> he he was definitely in the uh, uh, what, the zeitgeist, the the lexicon when it comes to pop culture. And yeah, and ninety nine is a hell of an innings, and he will be he will be missed. Yes, yes, but yes. his legacy will live on. It sure will. That's yeah, correct. It definitely, definitely will. Um, okay. <sighs> All right. Um, now we're going to talk about um, someone that we lost way too soon, um, and that's Arlene Sorkin. Uh, she passed away at the age of only 67. Um, for those who don't recognise her name, you will recognise the character that she voiced and um, helped to inspire their creation of. Um, Harley Quinn, um, mm. who was cre- uh, <coughs> created by Paul Dini for the animated series. Um, she did not originate in the comics, uh, in case people aren't aware. Um, and uh, I, didn't, I was reading up on her and I actually I didn't realise... That um, that that like not only was she the voice, but she, like you know, Paul actually w- was inspired to create Harley based on her, uh, apparently because there was like a, uh, Harleen was in uh, Days of Our Lives in the eighties, mm. and she dressed up as a jester in a dream sequence, um, and apparently that's kind of where it it started, and then um, because um, her and Paul Dini uh, knew each other from um, college, I believe. Um, so they'd been friends, and then yeah, and then it went on and developed from there. And um, she became Harley Quinn, um, you know, long before um, any other um, actor um, was able to take up the mantle um, and do such a great job, and continue to do so for you know many different projects. She was. In a few of the animated movies, I believe, and mm. um, and the video games um, as well. Um, yeah, just absolutely iconic. And um, not only did she embody her, she was she was Harley. And um, you know, we wouldn't literally would not have Harley Quinn without Arlene Sorkin. So um, it's a very, very, very sad day for for DC fans. Um, a sad week 
the fact that you know we've lost her and and Kevin Conroy uh, way too young, way too soon is just yeah, it's just not fair, really. So, <laughs> um, mm. but we're very very glad and and thankful that um, you know that she impacted our lives in such a beautiful way with her talent um, and yeah, her legacy is going to endure eternally. That's for sure. Um, she's definitely immortalized now. Um, anyway, before I start getting more emotional, I'm going to throw to Mike. Hey. Hey, tell us, tell us your thoughts, your remembrances of the wonderful Arlene Sorkin. Yeah, this, this definitely got, got to me. It's like, ah, it's annoying. Um, and yes, too young, too, way too young mm-hmm. uh, to, to leave us. And yeah, she was quintessentially the first Harley Quinn. Um, uh, a character that was created uh, especially for the animated series and started out as just they needed um, a henchman for the Joker and they 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 decided it's like you know what we've we've got a lot of guys you know just dumb <laughs> dumb beefy guys why don't we why, why don't we have a gir- uh, why don't we have a girl this time. And so they just tossed around the idea. It's like, oh, how about a sort of a jester? Because, you know, Joker, jester, and all that, and Harley Quinn. And it sort of spanned from there, and she became, like, a, a favourite. And then in the previ- in the su- in, in the future series, um, became her own character. And, and with that, uh, sort of was embraced into the... the uh, Dark Knight mythos, and from that came that she was now introduced in in comics and also the um, Arkham game. She was uh, she only did the voice in the first Arkham game, okay. and and then in the next ones it was Tara Strong who t- mm-hmm. took over the reins and she sort of retired from the voice. Uh, I think think she I think she mostly retired from acting like roughly around about the uh, early 2000s uh or like when did Arkham Knight come out I think it was like early 10 uh, 2010s so roughly around there she sort of retired from from doing anything uh uh with that so yeah and yeah it's it it was it, it's been a real shame and the character has definitely become uh, evolved from where where she was of being the 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 uh, psychic to the villain, and she definitely turned into like a, a mainstay for the Rogues Gallery, and and we see her now because I've I've been watching the Harley Quinn uh, TV show as well with the the cartoon, and that's a lot of fun, and and you can sort and and yeah, it started with humble beginnings and it turned into what it is now so many thanks many thanks Arlene and you will be you will be remembered as one of uh, the voices the artists that are part of Batman and, mm-hmm. the, whole, and the whole DC universe yeah Kevin Conroy yeah. And, uh, and Arlene gone too too early too early hmm yeah, and it's ca- to- coming to that time where we are getting old enough to see our childhoods, childhood people die. It's like, no, don't. <laughs> no, no, no. 
Oh, no. We're young. We're in our 30s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not great, is it? You know, make it all about you and blame it, blame the year. <laughs> As John Mulaney once said, every time a celebrity dies, just make it about you and blame the year. <laughs> uh, well played, John. Well played. So, all right. So, no more pudding. Ah, uh, don't say that. <laughs> Where's the pudding? <laughs> a little bit of put. Bit of put. Little bit of put. We're gonna we're gonna put put. We're gonna put some pudding on the doorstep to <laughs> to remember everybody. Oh gosh. Oh okay. Thank you for your words, Mike. Um, Alrighty, let's let's move things up, but keep them tempered a bit, I suppose. Yeah. Up and over. Up and yeah. Uh, the next, the next bit of the news isn't isn't that great either, um, uh, <laughs> but hey, it is what it is because we're in the middle of a strike in Hollywood, writer strike, the actors strike, it's still going, and uh, we've got more fallout as a result of that. Mm. Warner Brothers um, last week uh, decided to reshuffle to delay. A handful of their projects. Um, I'm going to order them in, in, rank them in order of what ones I'm least most excited about. Starting with Godzilla <laughs> X Kong, uh, the new empire. Um, so this is the upcoming uh, sequel. Four. Well, I'm just trying to count them. If it's is it the fourth or the fifth movie in the Kong? And Godzilla franchise. I think it's the fifth. Because we had we had Godzilla, we had Godzilla two, we had Kong Skull Island, and then we had Godzilla vs Kong. So this is this is the fifth one. Yeah. Um, in the MonsterVerse uh, that Warner <laughs> Brothers have been p- putting together over the past ten years. Um, yeah. So uh, this was supposed to come out um, on uh, March fifteen next year. Apparently, didn't even know it was a thing that was happening. Um, that's how invested I am. Um, but it's boo. only moving. Yeah, boo, I know. Boo. Uh, <laughs> uh, bring back Tom Hiddleston. Anyway, um, it's moving In the from... timeline, he's probably dead. I know, shut up. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, God. Anyway, uh, it's moving from the 15th of March uh, to April 12th next year. So it's only shuffling about a month. That's uh, not too bad. Uh, it's still a move. Um, unfortunately, that caused a roll-on effect uh, to the project um, that's a place it took. And this makes me sad because I have to say that The Lord of the Rings, the War of the Rohirrim animated film that was supposed to be coming out uh, on that day, April 12th, is now not coming out until December 13 next year. So we have to wait. <sighs> we have to wait until the end of next year to see this one. Um, <laughs> God Damn it! I was I'm really looking forward to that because it's like it's about like um like the origins of Helm's Deep essentially, um, mm. and it sounds epic as hell. Even though it's animated, yes, Fulia, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> it's Lord of the Rings, of course I'm going to watch it. Um, it's not like you. <laughs> yeah, it's not like me, is it all? No. Um, but anyway, sad to see that that's been pushed uh, majorly. But of course, 
Uh, no surprise here. The one that I'm most upset about is the fact that they've moved Dune Part 2. No. <laughs> Never Dune. Ah, Dune. Dune Part 2 was supposed to be coming out. In, in like June? Two, no, no. That would, that, would, that would be... That's a marketing opportunity they missed, if there ever was one. Um, yeah. It's... Um, <laughs> no, it was supposed to come out on the 3rd of November, which is, you know, about two months from now. Um, and has been moved uh, into that March 15 um, Godzilla Kong release date. Uh, so March 15, 2024 is when we will finally be able to uh, watch Denis Villeneuve's Part 2 of Dune, um, which was the one movie this year I think I was looking forward to more than anything else. And now it's not even coming out this year. So <laughs> that's, 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 that's great. That's, that's great. Um, pay the writers and pay the actors, goddammit. Um Julia does say, Dune Part 2, never coming to you. (laughs) Yeah, Dune Part 2, never coming to you soon. (laughs) Uh, Bollocks. Sometime later in June. Sometime later in June. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so what can you do? What can you do? Pay the writers, pay the actors, and these things will come out and there won't be any more delays. So... Nice. Yeah, the Oscars are fucked already. I'm just going to put that out there. Not that that fucking matters to, any, to anyone except me. But Oh, so the... they're fucked now. <laughs> they're fucked now. <laughs> I'm calling it already. <laughs> <laughs> it's so annoying. Anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> good, good times good times for me. I'll, I'll be over here with my first world problems. Michael, what do you, <laughs> what do you think about this? Are you, does this... Are you are you just like yeah solidarity woo fuck them and whatever and or are you just like how dare you? Uh, a little bit, not much of a surprise here. I think they're because ex- I think they're expecting like, you know, a good way of to promote your stuff is with actors doing interviews and all, all that and yes. they can't do that now. Mm-hmm. But another aspect that I've uh, that I've figured that people have been saying. We they don't even know how long this strike's going to be, so they need something to put out next year because yeah. nothing is happening. So, so That's right. whatever was slated for next year uh, hasn't started, or they've stopped uh, production. So mm-hmm. uh, this is not just for Warner Brothers; this is for uh, other companies as well. And yeah, so that's why I say 2025 is going to be a very interesting year if it's prolonged even further. So, yep, get ready to start watching stuff that you haven't seen that's been out for a while now. It's I gonna reckon. be it's gonna be lockdown all over again. <laughs> yeah, we'll finally watch all of Doctor Who. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'll watch Doctor watch Who all, and I'll... yeah, watch all of um of uh, One Piece. Oh God, no. Yes, no. I'll watch yes. all. No, I was. I always said. I always said if lockdown had continued after I finished watching all of Stargate, I was going to do Star Trek, and then we, you know, we went back to reality. So, and then I never watched Star Trek. So, <laughs> you can sort of just pick and choose with Star Trek. I mean, probably. Even the new stuff is sort of syndicated, sort of type, except for the start and the end, you know, when they're trying to do something a bit more linear and cohesive. 
Mm. But who knows? Um, yeah, I'm excited for um, uh, Godzilla and Kong, the new empire. No I'm glad. Say. I'm glad you are. I'm happy for you. <laughs> because I didn't expect much with the Kong versus um, Evil Dead. Uh, Godzilla versus Kong. And out of that, it came very much a big surprise. Like, ooh, I, I kind of like this. <laughs> I kind of like this sort of this whimsical sort of sort of schlock um, <laughs> where you don't really pay attention to the um the to the human side i think that give or take with, with that with that aspect it's more to do with you know with, with the fighting of the kaijus and all, all that mm-hmm. and yeah so um bit bum that's not gonna be not gonna be in my eye holes <laughs> yeah where are my eye holes there are my eye holes where are speaking my eye of holes? eye holes speaking of eye holes <laughs> yes is that my segue <laughs> if you're if, if you watch this particular show you know where eye holes came from uh, n- no, no? My, my my brain has yeeted that from it, my memory. Sorry. That's all right. <laughs> I, I am most disappointed that I fail at your segue setup because I'm sure it was very good. Um... <laughs> Fine. I'll, I'll, I'll do the obvious one. Pickle Rick! <laughs> Pickle Rick. Sass one stars. Where's my Sass one stars? Pickle Rick. Pickle Rick. Yes. All right. Um, yes, of course. Talking about Rick and Morty uh, in our next bit of news, if you haven't figured it out by now, uh, like me. Um, (laughs) I thought it was clear from the eye hole. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Show me what you got. Show Uh, me what you got. (laughs) Boo, not cool. Not cool. Um, Rick and Morty uh, season seven is on the way and now we finally have a release date. Um, It's going to... Irobo? Oh. Oh. It's going to begin uh it's going to begin broadcasting on Adult Swim uh on the 15th of October. So I imagine here we'll see it on Netflix on that same day. Um as I I'm pretty sure it's the only way it's distributed internationally is is Netflix now. Um Yeah. yeah. So um something like yeah. a day later or something. Yeah, so it'll be around mid yeah. mid mid October. Mid-October. Um, there was a, a little teaser trailer uh, that was released last week as well um, that kind of was a was a mashup of, like, previously on Rick and Morty um, sort of thing um, and uh, to show us where we're at. And this week there's a poster that's in the style of Bad Boys. Um, mm-hmm. That's quite amusing to look at. Um, and, and, yeah, so uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the story continue. Um, but of course, you know, to address the elephant in the room, um, Justin Roiland is not involved in this anymore. Um, so they haven't actually said, I don't think, who has uh, replaced him, um, especially in regards to Rick and Morty, considering Justin voiced both of those characters. Um, but they have said that they were going to be using sound-alike replacements, so, um, yeah, for me, I feel like it's going to be like that time that Dan Castellaneta voiced the genie. Um, so it'll be like, it'll be close, but no. Um, oh, come oh. on. No, he was good. He was good. I I admire Dan. I do. 
but jarring as fuck. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Uh, Yes, I love we we love Dan Castellaneta on this show. We love him, but yes, he he did his best. Um, He's my earthworm, Jim. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Um, Yes. So I'm imagining it's probably gonna be like that. Uh, Hopefully not. Um, but we'll see. I'm sure in this day and age, with the internet being a thing, they will be able to find someone who can do a dead-on um, impression of, of Rick and Morty and uh, all of the other roster of characters that Justin Roiland voiced. We'll find out uh, in October, no doubt. So, um, so yeah, it's it's annoying that it's got a bit of a cloud hanging over it now. I think, but um, even though the, dra- the apparently the charges against him have been dropped, um, but uh, still they're pressing forward without him. So. Um. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll see where the story goes. I'm looking forward to it. Um. Regardless. So. Mm. Uh. It's good. It's good. Get some fucking you know. Rick and Morty back in your life. Um. In your yeah. eye holes. In your eye holes. Sorry. <laughs> oh, forgive me. Um. No. You're not a real Rick and Morty fan. <laughs> You're not a real Rick and Morty fan. You need to get You don't know. You need to be intelligent to know. You need to be intelligent to get the subtle nuances when it comes to Rick and Morty. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're doing they're, they're doing fart jokes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, on Rick and Morty, the first episode, he shoves something up his butt. Um, <laughs> he sees and he goes right up your butthole, Morty. <laughs> Morty, right up your butthole. Right up your butthole. Uh, hundred years, Rick and Morty. Anyway. Um, yes. Mike, your thoughts. Yes. Um, cool, it's coming back. It'll be interesting how they tackle the issue. Uh, the issue in the, the room. The issue in the room. The issue in the, the room. Ish- um, when uh, uh, Solar Opposites did their sort of um, uh, thing, they decided, you know, we don't need every sound, <laughs> sound alike. We're just going to make him British. For some <laughs> stupid and I thought, Mwah, yes, perfect. <laughs> It's like we're fully aware, <laughs> but you know we we can work this into our advantage. Oh, that's fantastic! <laughs> <laughs> and they they do like the first scene is like he, his uh, throat gets attacked by something, and then quick get the he, he can't speak. Get get the get get him get him a voice box uh, manipulator and shoots him, and he turns out to be British. It's like oh well, it's like. <laughs> So subtle hints. So I think it's probably not going to be the same in in this. Probably probably will be a sound like. And yes, the charges have been dropped. Where of the domestic uh, abuse has been dropped, but he still hasn't uh, accounted for all the um, uh, what the internet has been saying because there's a yeah. lot of a lot of uh, soliciting uh, sex. Um, underage girls anyway um yeah no. so yeah it'll be coming out uh, later on this year uh and i will put in this as well uh i just read somewhere that um our flag means death season two is coming out in o- uh, october too it is i need to watch it maybe i'll maybe i'll watch that now <laughs> Watch it, yeah, watch it now. Oh, go watch it right now. Right Bye, guys. now. <laughs> right now. See ya. See ya. See ya. I've got to go watch some pirates. 
Um, Go get some bisexual pirates happening. Oh, yes, please. It's yes. foul guy. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, I'm actually going now. Bye. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the gay pirates eating pudding. Yep. Uh, give it. To, give it to me. I'll take it. All right. Um. Anyway, uh, we have voices. one more voice. So much. So much voices. So many voices. In fact, that um, there's to be too many voices. And and yeah. one of one of them has decided to step away, um, for reasons that remain unclear. Um, our next item in the news, of course, is uh, our last item this week, and that is about the announcement of uh, Charles Martinet stepping down as the voice of Mario. Um, this is a shock and a surprise, mm. I will say. Um, considering, you know, only a couple of years ago he was quoted as saying he'll voice Mario until he's dead. Uh, so, um, I hope this isn't, like, foreshadowing for something. Um, we've had too much of that lately. Thank you, Charles. Um, I'm sure it's not. I'm just making a really bad joke. Anyway, um, Charles Martinet. <laughs> um, Charles bad Martinet. Joke. Bad, ba- joke. bad joke. Bad Bad Um, I've had coffee. I've had two coffees. This, this is intense. Um. Anyway, Charles Martinet, yes, he's stepping down. Um, he's actually going to be taking on a new role uh, in, with Nintendo where he's going to be the uh, Mario ambassador. Um, and that uh, seems to be at least the reason that they're giving at this time uh, for why he's uh, stepped down. Um, so he's stepping into a new role. Um, and, you know, even he tweeted about it and said that he was, you know, looking forward to looking forward to, to taking taking on the, the, the new adventure he said, he said, my new adventure begins, you are all number one in my heart woohoo um, so did he really say that? that's, well, that's that's what his ex account said, so uh, who knows <laughs> did he say wahoo? well it says hashtag woohoo ah, so he didn't say wahoo would have been so, perfect if he said wahoo wahoo it's a me, Charles. It's a me, a Charles. Um, anyway, uh, there was a statement from um, Nintendo uh, that reads thus: Charles Martinet has been the original voice of Mario in Nintendo games for a long time, as far back as Super Mario 64. Charles is now moving into the brand new role of Mario Ambassador. With this transition, he will be stepping back from the recording char- from recording character voices for our games. So not only Mario. Um, uh, I should make clear. Um, but he'll continue to travel the world, sharing the joy of Mario and interacting with you all. It has been an honour working with Charles to help bring Mario to life for so many years, and we want to thank and celebrate him. Please keep an eye out for a special video message from Shigeru Miyamoto and Charles himself, which we will post at a future date. Hmm. Um, yeah, cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm a very casual nintendo fan casual mario fan um but yeah this this kind of sucks to hear that he's not going to be doing the voice anymore because it's like who else is mario you know i mean definitely not chris pratt but you know it's not (laughs) you know we need we need charles we need charles so it's it's sad i wonder i really wonder what what's going on here because it just feels like there's something behind the scenes that's going on and i it smells fishy it smells fishy i don't like it um but that's that's my my two cents. Um, anyway, I'm going to throw it to Folia's thoughts because she's left us a, an incredibly wonderful and long paragraph that I'm going to read now. 
Okay. Yeah, the, the Nintendo girl herself. The Nintendo girl herself, yes. Our resident gamer, Foolish Fuji. Um, she says, It is the end of an era. Charles Martinet has been the voice of Mario since 1996 in the ever-popular Super Mario 64. It's sad to know that he will no longer be the voice of the titular Italian plumber, but he will still continue his appearances at conventions around the world and other events, I'm sure, as the Mario ambassador. A video from him with more details on this will be released in the near future, so keep an eye out on Nintendo socials and YouTube channel for that. We have also been informed that Charles won't be voicing Mario in the upcoming new game Super Mario Bros. Wonder, which means his last voiceover role related to Nintendo was as Mario and Luigi's father in the Super Mario movie. Oh, it's already done. And his last line was, these are my boys, referring to Luigi and Mario. Extra sad. Stop making me sad, Michael. I'm sorry, that's true. <laughs> no, that's beautiful. Um, Fulia signs off by saying, good luck to the next person who will fill those big brown shoes. Yes. The yes. short king himself. The short king himself. Um, yes, good luck to them, absolutely. Um, thank you, Fulia. Thank you very much. Um, that was very well put. Very, very well put. Um, Michael, what are your Jeez. your thoughts and feelings on on this yeah, we can only speculate on why he's stepping down. Um, may I don't I don't know. May there's there are certain times where someone who's been playing a character so so long that they they uh, can't really do the voice anymore because because they're getting old and when they when you get old your voice does tend to change into into something else that doesn't sound familiar. I mean, case in point, going back to Doctor Who right in now, uh, Colin Baker doesn't really sound like Colin Baker anymore, so they're, they're actually trying to find some ways to actually still have him part of um, the Big Finish audios, and that, and one of them is be, being the new version of the, the uh, curator um, of uh, the London Museum. So, so yeah, so it's, it, it is a shame. He, and, but it's cool that he's still still being the ambassador where he just goes around the convention and say, hey, it's me. <laughs> A child's amount of that. Check it. I, I do all the voices. Um, <laughs> yeah, he does Mario, Luigi, Waluigi, and Wario. So, and they're all succinct versions. Mm. So. Mm-hmm. so whoever... So whoever they get, um, good luck. You're going to have a couple of years of saying uh, hashtag not my Mario. So, but you know, as you said, um, I think Chris Pratt has already taken that sort of mantle and run with it. It's like, yeah, what are you going to do? What are you going <laughs> to do? Exactly. I mean, everyone's got their got their own version of Mario. So I don't think it's going to be too. <laughs> I don't think the torches and pitchforks are going to be that sharp. I think, yeah, it's all right. I mean, everyone's got a, it's a me, Mario. Mario. And if he comes back to do Mario and Luigi's dad in the future uh, movies, that'll be that'll be cool as well. Yeah, There's no doubt nice. they're going to do a sequel because that movie made gangbusters. It did. 
Mega Zelda. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Do it well. I want it now. I want it yeah, now. Yeah, so, um, yeah. Thanks yeah. for... Thanks for the years of uh, enjoyment and absolute pain. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to do different levels like, God damn it. God damn it. These, <laughs> these flying ship levels are hard. <laughs> anyway. Nice. Yeah, in Super uh, Mario Wonder, uh, you get to be a Mario, an elephant get to be an elephant cool so that's the elephant in the room i see <laughs> everything is rolled Zoom. into one yes <laughs> full circle <laughs> gold Alrighty. um cool that's the nerdy news done for this week let's roll on up to the trailer park rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers all right let's kick it off with our first trailer this week and that is um our first at last final look at rebel moon uh this is zach snyder in space (laughs) again again (laughs) um wow yeah this um this is something that's been hyped up for a long time um uh, so to see the first footage finally um, was really exciting. I was I was watching this trailer and I was getting pumped up. Um, they call it a teaser trailer. This might actually have just broken the Guinness World Record for longest teaser trailer of all time. Because this ain't a <laughs> teaser, my boy. This is not a teaser. Um, well, you know Zack Snyder. Um, just go hard or go home. Yeah, go hard, go home. Make it bloated <laughs> and, and mm-hmm. n- incoherent. And yes. Very minimal story. Anyway. Yes, it fits in. It fits in with his um, you know, oeuvre, if you will, of uh, of of movie making. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it, it looks look it looks good. I but I I was excited during it, and by the time it was done, I was actually less excited because it mm. just then it just started. I feel like it was cohesive initially. And then it lost that cohesiveness, and then it just went into to Snyder batshit bonkers territory. And I was like, "Oh, please let this movie be good. Please let give give the fucking Snyder fans something to love again, because they st- give us some red meat." Because I mean, I'm not on I'm not on X, formerly known as Twitter. I'm not on that. Um, but I have a friend I work with who's big nerd like us and he's always telling me because he's on there he tells me about uh when um uh what what save save the snyderverse or restore save the snyderverse it, when yeah. that's trending apparently it trends all the time on twitter it's insane um uh yeah and he just tell and he shows me a lot of the tweets that these hardcore snyder fans are posting and it's just uh, so uh, they need a win so they can stop complaining about James Gunn and uh, they, leave, leave James Gunn alone. No, it's not going to happen because they got a <laughs> win by having the Snyder Cut actually be a thing. Yeah. And they're still fucking complaining. I know. They're not, you, they can't be pleased, these, these people. It's, uh, it's very interesting. They're already fat and they want more. Yes. 
They really do. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's sad. But anyway, for them, most importantly, I want this to be a success. Um, but mostly for just us general people who, you know, know and understand that Zack Snyder is a good filmmaker when he applies himself correctly. Um, he has the potential. Like, he's made some very good movies. Say what you will about his his um, filmography. Um, I mean, you know, there's one thing you can't deny is that he's incredible at visuals. We all know that. He's fantastic at visual effects and, and, and setting up shots and action sequences and all this. So this is his wheelhouse 100% all the way. Um, but I'm just worried it's going to be less like Dune and Star Wars and more like Jupiter Ascending because that's the vibe I was getting by the time this trailer was done and I was very annoyed. So, you know, and and especially because, like, um, the cast on this is fantastic. I mean, you've got fucking Sir Anthony Hopkins narrating the start of this. Um, Like, hello. That's pretty... just like Transformers. (laughs) We don't talk about that movie. Um... (laughs) Which one? Uh, which one? Um, yeah, all of them. Um, <laughs> no, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, you've got you've got him, and then you know, um, one of my other favorite actors, Charlie Hunnam, is in this, and I, you know, it would be really nice for him to have a win because he's had such a up and down career um, that I feel like he's just always been on the cusp of just being this a lister and just never getting there, and that's fine. That's fine, but he's so fucking talented and I kind of want the world for him. So I really hope this film, or these films, because there's going to be two, because uh, it's Zack Snyder and he can't just stop at one. Um, yeah, I just hope it's a success. So um, Plus it would be nice to have something to like not rag on Zack Snyder about for once. Um, not that I rag on him often. Um, I mean, No, nah, that's my fault. I don't... <laughs> I, I do enjoy a lot of what he's done. Um, like, I think Sucker Punch is very underrated, even though that movie is also crazy. Um, his version of Dawn of the Dead is is, is, is incredible. Um, and, uh, you know, that was with James Gunn, so shut up, Snyder fans. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. And I, and I like the Snyder Cut. I will defend the Snyder Cut. I will. I, I go out of my way to. Um, even though it's four hours, I don't care. It's fine. I watched it very happily and I got very emotional at the end. It was awesome. So fingers crossed. Uh, I'm not getting Dune this year, but maybe I'm getting a slight variation on it <laughs> with this one. So, um, yeah. Uh, and then part two comes out a few months after this. So, um, anyway, those are my rambling thoughts on um rebel moon um i just really hope it's good it looks good i want it to be good i don't ask for the world um michael what are you what are you thinking about this what are you feeling where do you stand with rebel moon mm, i don't know it keeps me empty um yeah it definitely is a zach Snyder film uh, mm. it's all it's all to do with visuals and all that uh i only ask for the moon says fulia <laughs> <laughs> no rebel no rebel sport um, rebel, rebel. My life is a mess. Uh, yeah. Um, two-parter. So they're they're banking on people keeping it in in people's heads. So hopefully the first one will be good, and then people will stay 
for the for the next one, but who knows? Um, that, that's the problem when you when you're doing like a two parter. It's like you hope people will stay for the se- second one, but we'll we'll see if this gamble um, will happen to be good. I don't mm. know. Mm. So it's coming out sometime, uh, and on a streaming service that uh, uh, doesn't want to pay their writers or or actors properly. Uh, and one of the reasons is if they if the the American side is successful, um, they can't really um, exploit uh, uh, South Korea in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Because they uh, they didn't get residuals um, for um, Squid Game, which became one of their biggest highlights of of that year. So, hmm. you uh, you do the judge. Mm. Yeah, I hate everything. Um, <laughs> yeah, Rebel Moon's out later at this year, at some point on a thing. Um, next, next trailer, um, is, uh, for a film called The Marsh King's Daughter, um, based on a book, uh, this one looks intense as all hell, um, but I'm, I'm very interested, I'm very intrigued, I mean, it has that true crime sort of aspect to it that I, I enjoy, it kind of looks like a cross between Winter's Bone and Where the Crawdads Sing and something else, um, like it's it it feels like where the crawdads sing without the CW element. That's <laughs> not that the crawdads crawdads was on the CW, but that it had that vibe to it. Um, so this one looks a lot grittier, and and plus it's it's Ray meets Orson Krennic. So I mean, who is who who doesn't want to see <laughs> the two of them? <laughs> who thought that? Who would have thought that uh, that Krennic was? Ray's dad. Um. <laughs> yep, and the, the grandfather is somehow um, Palpatine. Palpatine. <laughs> so Palpatine is Orson Krennic's father. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, it's canonical. It's it works. It works. Um, yes, Daisy Ridley and Ben Mendelsohn star in this one. Um, and from what I could gather, it seems like, uh, you know. She she came into a very rough, rough existence. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like this. If I enjoy the Lost Flowers of Alice Hart, I might enjoy this one because I was getting similar vibes to that from that show to this trailer. Um, so that's a bit dark. Um, but um, but yeah, I. It also kind of looks like it might be one of those sort of revenge thrillers, maybe as well, like vigilante things. Like maybe she's trying to take him down because. Her dad's a criminal, doesn't, you know, love anything, um, it seems. And we get to see Ben Mendelsohn being a bad guy again. So who doesn't love that? Who doesn't love that? Um, yeah, it but looks this like... this time with an American accent. I know. I was think- just thinking that. He's- he gets to be American. She gets to be American. They're all American. All <laughs> of them. <laughs> They're all American. Um, yeah, I don't have anything else to say. I... I- I might watch this. I'll just say that. I might. Um, <laughs> that's all I got. Michael, what did you make of this? 
Yeah, out of all the trailers, this was definitely my... Ooh, this looks very interesting. Um, the, uh, if Home Alone was R-rated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I like all the people in it, and it definitely looks very interesting. Um, based on a book. Should you read the book before the movie? I mean, you, Kendall. Usually, usually, <laughs> usually that's the best route. But you know, unless again you're like me and you start reading the book, you know, the same week yep. as the show premieres, and then you get to <laughs> you read one, you read one chap or one chapter or four chapters, and then like the the first two ep- three episodes of the show drop at once, and it's like ah, I'm ahead in the show, and now I just gave up. So anyway, <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so read the book. <laughs> read the book, get more out of it uh, if you want. Yes. Or watch the movie and you and you want a little bit more extra. Read the book. Yeah. <laughs> uh, novels are usually superior. Anyway. Indeed. Usually, not always. Usually, it's like it's like with physical media dying uh, out. The the books are like the 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 lo- the last or like the new versions of like. Sp- special features on a, on a Blu-ray because, like, you get your deleted scenes. Not even that. Not even that. You get more... Original concepts. Original concepts of content. Oh. Yes. So this movie <laughs> is coming out on a particular day. Yes, it is. No, no Australian date. Not a, No, it's correct. No Australian date for this one yet, but it'll be out uh, soon. Mm. Ish. Hmm. Hmm. If that's the case, it will probably come out uh, later on in the year. Yeah, later on in the year. That's correct. Yeah, probably not, but probably not next year. I don't know. Well, we'll we're, see. We're starving for entertainment. <laughs> okay. Well, one last trailer um, to talk about now, um, and sort of seems to combine some of the themes of Rebel Moon and the Marsh King's Daughter in one. Um, and I am talking about the trailer for Foe. Um, this is uh, seems to be a dystopian sort of thriller, sort of drama going on, um, starring two of my favourite actors, um, Saoirse Ronan and Paul Meskel. Um I am I am definitely out of the three, I'm definitely watching this one already. Um, just based on the two of them being together. Um and the concept is interesting considering I literally just I like I'm wondering if, if Charlie Booker's like getting his lawyers on the phone because like the concept of this movie is the same very similar to the concept of an episode of Black Mirror I watched not long ago, which talked mm. about a husband going to space and being replaced with with like a life model decoy essentially um and this is what this movie seems to be doing but it doesn't seem to be going the whole hog with that i guess maybe it is it's hard to tell um it looks intense it looks very interesting i'm very intrigued this one is also based on a book um so another book to read <laughs> before the movie <laughs> Um, yeah, so, I don't, but yeah, it just looks, it looks intense. I kind of like the, the aspect of like, like, I was trying to figure out if, um, they're conspiring to like, you know, to prevent him from leaving, maybe, or maybe she's conspiring 
with the the replacement husband or like it's just it was hard to kind of figure out exactly what was happening but I kind of like that like that's kind of what a trailer should do you shouldn't you shouldn't be told in your trailer and yeah I'm bringing up something from nearly 10 years ago what of it that John Connor's a fucking Terminator um in your movie trailer so the fact that we have no idea what's really going on at least that's how I took it uh is uh is good I think it, it looks really, really interesting, and I like dystopian stuff as well, and I like sci-fi, so it's... And I love these actors, so yes, yeah, sign me the fuck up for this one. <laughs> I am... I am... Opening day on this, I reckon. I'm keen as a motherfucking bean. Um, Michael, what about you? Are you as excited as me, or probably less? <laughs> uh, possibly, uh... Yeah, probably less, maybe, if I want to be brutally <laughs> honest. Yes, please. Um, like, all the elements uh, I, I like. I like a bit of sci-fi. Also, the sort of human element when it comes to um, uh, relationships that are dealing with, like, um, a decoy. So, I don't know. It just, it just didn't, it didn't really grab me that much. Uh, Phobie being also um an interesting title foe as in is it is it villain and foe or is it foe as in fake so is it a fake fake thing so i i kind of like the duality of that of of the title as well like a play on words sort of thing yes um Mm. Yeah, I don't think it's the same. I don't think you know they're stealing from Black Mirror. It's pro- it probably no, no. I know that was <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> it's I just think... the, the timing of it's just very interesting. Yeah, it probably devised from the sa- same book, maybe. So you know, no, there's very no possible. real original ideas. <laughs> no, there so, really isn't. <laughs> so every, everything begat, everything begat, everything I, begat. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm the last person that should be calling the. The kettle black um, <laughs> about, <laughs> about this, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, so I should find it interesting, but this trailer didn't do it for me. Okay, I don't that's know. all right. I don't know why, because all that's the elements okay. are there for me to say, "Ooh, intrigued." But I don't know. Um, maybe for an, maybe another trailer. Maybe maybe closer closer to release. People seen and say, "Hey, this is this is pretty good." And say, so, "Okay, I might give it a shot, maybe, maybe, maybe." maybe. And w- when that time comes, when it releases, is sometime. I don't know. Sometime, yes, yeah. quite. All right. Sometime um, in the US, and then sometime in Australia. Sometime in Australia, yes. Excellent. Um, all right. Well. Um, Thank you very much for that, Michael. Um, much appreciate. Um, that's a trailer park. We're done with the trailer park. Um, yes. Yes. So, oh, Oops. do we have a surprise visitor? That's not really a surprise. Oh, hey. 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 It's Fulia. I am ready for what is to come. What is next? Mm. I don't know. I wonder what it could be. Could it be? Mm. Could it be the know. moment? Could it be Whoa. the segment? 
could it be the the place the the, the part the thing the the spot that that wonderful the section <laughs> the hand sanitizer the hand sanitizer that we like to call popcorn culture good culture <laughs> popcorn culture i have an open wound sweet uh- Oh no! Ouchies. Isn't that the best way to find out that you cut yourself? <laughs> <laughs> you put hands on it. Like, my God! <laughs> Ow! Bernies, bernies. It burns. Hands on the bernies. Feel <laughs> alcohol. Feel rub. the burn. Feel the burn. Oh, yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the final segment of our show. It's popcorn culture time, and we are, of course, of course, we're here. Uh, now that the lovely Folia has joined us um, to discuss the first two episodes of Ahsoka. Woo! Yes. Um, that are called, uh, and they're not chapters, not like not like the other the other live action shows. Uh, the they're, parts. They're parts. So we have part one, Master and Apprentice, and then we have part two, Toil and Trouble. Babu, um, Toad and Trevor. Love it. Uh, yes, cool. So um, I th- I'm thinking we probably just discuss these as one giant thing because it's kind of, yeah. you know, I, I'm, I'm, sh- yeah. I'm, ass- yeah, I'm assuming we kind of watch them back to back and they've yeah. kind of merged together a little bit, especially <laughs> especially because I feel like, not to get into it already, but just to feel like that this is, um, it's sort of Sabine's story of coming back into the fold, I guess. That's how it yeah. feels. Because it ends with her cutting her hair off. Rip to that awesome hair, by the way. I fucking love that hair. And she cut it off and I yeah. was like, no, I'm not okay with this. Um, actually, that's the sort <laughs> of hairstyle she had in the, in the animated I know. series. I know. I know. I know. I, I, can see, I, can see, I can see Kendall doing that hair color, though. That'd oh, be awesome. thank you. Yeah. Thank you. My hair stops falling out. I'll do that. Um <laughs> <laughs> Ah, funny. Um, All right. Well, let's dive in, shall we? Um, Overall thoughts? (laughs) Something you want to share, Michael? (laughs) It's all right. It's MSNBC. Ah, okay. American news. My daughter... Anyway. <laughs> All right, I should call. I should call God later. All right, let's let's go. Let's go. Um, cool. So I will just say that I I am pleasantly sort of surprised and just just pl- just pleasant with with these two episodes because I I am and I don't know if that's because I set my expectations real low going in because we've been burnt so much lately <laughs> in terms of Disney content. Um, Fucking Disney. Anyway, um, <laughs> pay your riders and actors. Yes, pay your riders and actors. Um, yeah. So I, I, I don't know if that's because of it or if it is actually just really good. Um, but I really enjoyed the first two episodes here. I, I, you know, I haven't watched any Rebels. I know sort of the basics of like who these characters are and um certain things that have happened to them like i know what i know who Ezra bridger is i know who thrawn is um and what happened to them um and obviously i've seen ahsoka in um you know mandalorian um and uh, bits of the clone wars and, and all of that so 
Um, yeah, I know the basics of this stuff. Um, so all the Easter eggs went over my head, of course, but apparently there's a f- shit ton of them everywhere because I-, I watched a couple of deep dive videos um, <laughs> uh, that went into it and uh, I was like, oh, wow, they really... Filoni really went like, yep, here, here's the nostalgia. Here's the, the Easter eggs. Here's all of the, all of the references. Um, and this of course- is my story. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, of course, they were going to do that. Uh, so it's no surprise. And we knew that going in anyway. Um, but I am pleased to say that I feel like for someone like myself who hasn't really seen... Like, I haven't actually, I haven't seen a single episode of Rebels. Um, it, it still works. Like you don't... Yes. Dave, Dave, Dave Filoni was right. You don't have to watch any of it before this. I mean, sure, it will help. I imagine, and it'll give you that extra context and that rich world building that he did in that animated show. But um, for me, I wasn't sitting there going, "What's going on?" I yeah. yeah, but and but then again, it could just be the fact that I'm you know I'm a Star Wars fan, and like I said, I have a general understanding of these things because I looked into it. So I yeah, I don't know, but but yeah, it works. Like I don't have to have seen Rebels. You don't have to watch yeah. Rebels to watch this and get this. You don't have to do the Wolf of Wall Street meme. Yes. <laughs> yes, none of that. Um, so, so that's cool. And I just, and just on the whole, like it just, it, it looks so well done and so well made and put together and, and just gorgeous and stunning. And I'm going to fangirl about a couple of things as we go on and talk about it. Um, so I'll save that. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's good to have some, fucking good star wars you know <laughs> um <laughs> so far so far i know i shouldn't jinx it but i i said to her well before i throw to you fully i'll just say that I, I said to a friend of mine last night when i was watching it i was like reaction messaging him and one of the things i said is that it's nice that this kind of it's similar to andor in the sense that it's like it's star wars it's familiar but it's also different and it's also doing different things and taking us to different places uh, and it looks like we might be going to a whole other fucking galaxy for the first time. So that's pr- <laughs> that's pretty fucking sweet, if you ask me. Another so. galaxy, far, far away. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> ah, <laughs> uh, good shit. Um. But yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to talk about it with you guys. So, Fulia, please tell me your overall thoughts on Ahsoka Part One and Two. Uh, I'm sort of similar to you, actually. The it's very enjoyable. Um. And also pleasantly somewhat surprised. Um, like I knew going into this, it was going to be good, but how good it was going to be, I wasn't expecting. So, um, you know, kudos to the writers and everybody on the team for this, uh, for this amazing show already for the first two parts. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really enjoying a certain droid. Yeah. <laughs> <Hi> <laughs> uh, I was going to say there's two. There's Hyung, Hyung. Yeah. <laughs> um, not only because it's voiced by the amazing talent that is David Tennant, <laughs> but also just the uh, just the just the, the the things that he gets to say. Just this 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 droid has has some sassiness. <laughs> it's not Star Wars <laughs> without a sassy robot. I know. I love it. I love it. And there's I'm two so, of them I'm, in the show, it seems. I'm so, I'm so glad. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> well, Chopper's not really sassy. Yeah. <laughs> He's a fucking maniac. <laughs> but we'll get it but we'll get into it later. Woo! We will. <laughs> 
Oh my goodness. Um, no, but just like even just the rest of the actors, you know, Rosario Dawson, Natasha Liu Bordizo. I hope I'm saying that right. Pretty close. Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Um, even Ray Stevenson as Balin Skull. Like, come on, man. That, so good. Mm. I'm so sad. Um, huh? I'm so sad. He passed away, Fulia. I don't know if you remember. When? Yeah, we we talked about it on the show when it happened, I think. Oh, uh, I probably did. I'm it's so a, sorry. I'm no, like... that's okay. It's a couple of months ago now, but yeah. Oh, that's okay. why at the at the end of the end yeah. of the first episode it said said uh, for our friend Ray or whatever it was. Well, okay. Yeah. Now now it makes sense. Yeah. I, I can just completely yeah. went over my head. It's okay. It's devastating. <laughs> it's I understand yeah. you, would, oh, you would Now it's now it is. I know. Sad. I know. He's cuz his character's so good. It's, it's really so, is. It's so sad. Anyway, go oh, on. You shouldn't have yeah. said anything, Kendall. You're making everyone sad. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you ruined the illusion. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. Um, Charles Martinez. These are my boys. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll just go eat some pudding. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Oh my goodness! Um, anyway, look, yeah, at, no, look just, at Grogu. Grogu makes Grogu. Oh, very cute. Okay. Uh, no, everyone's <laughs> doing such a great job already. Um, I'm yeah. loving the way that this the story has started. Um, I'm like, I'm in a similar boat as you, Kendall, in the sense that I did start watching Rebels when the first season came out. Okay. I think I think I watched like the first. What was it like? 10 to 15 episodes mm. but I dropped off s- j- during that time because other things were taking over my life so <laughs> uh, I didn't get a chance to actually go and watch it through properly um, so for me because I haven't watched it since then m- that story is just I've lost I completely forgot what happened but I do know the characters um, so I have been introduced to them f- from Rebels, I just didn't retain the information from the actual series. Uh, but however, I will definitely be going back to actually watch it from start to finish um, now that this now that this series has started, uh, and I'm really looking forward to going back and actually checking it out. Um, yeah, just it's really it's really amazing just what we've seen so far, and yeah, just the the story itself. I'm I'm really enjoying already and. Ahsoka is like an interesting character already just from from knowing that she was trying to teach Sabine to be a Jedi and it didn't end well apparently and I'm curious as to why so yeah I'm really looking forward to the rest of this series mm, yes me too um mm. Michael um your thoughts, pretty plays. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed the fact that it is different to what we've been getting from like Mandalorian and Boba Fett. Uh, start, starting with the crawl. Oh uh, yeah, and and a crawl in red. I love that. Was that was cool. Yeah, it's like I know I'm going to be into some, something different, so it's going to be awesome. And sorry, my my house is going nuts. And and yeah, I have seen all of um, uh, Rebels, and and I'm actually happy that 
what what you guys said that you uh, you still followed along and without going yeah I don't get it it's because that's how that's how you introduce more people to stuff it it, it doesn't have to be like oh you gotta you, you gotta do homework before you start watching this it's like no you can actually drop yourself into the, this and with the fir- first episode like um going a little bit slow but you it's meant to be that slow so you can actually get reintroduced to the these characters and know exactly where they are in this particular like sabine being who who she is and where where she's sort of coming from and yes she has a backstory uh you don't have to know but you're sort of getting subtle clues on what's going on um and uh and and uh, Ahsoka being on a mission that we that we know of from from uh, pre- previous uh, outings that we've seen her in in uh, Book of Boba Fett and as well as uh, Mandalorian <sighs> Book of Boba Fett <laughs> just remembering mm. Mm. anyway and yeah and she's got her own, own uh, things to deal with and and the uh, enemies are sort of regrouping and and they've got a mission too so it's not just uh sticking straight with the with the good good guys and we don't know what the bad guys are doing uh, that's a red herring it's like no we're actually following these people as well so i actually quite like that it's 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 like star wars all over again it, you get to know <laughs> what what both sides are doing mm. and not necessarily the main main characters yeah. So, and and we haven't really quite seen any established canon characters yet. Uh, I suppose we might get one or two, but uh, just like Endor, I don't think it's needed. Uh, I think what they've set up is more is um, uh, more entertaining than than just going. Oh, I know that guy. Uh, I'm really enjoying it. It's definitely uh, an uptick from pre- previous outings with Star Wars, unfortunately. And <laughs> uh, yes, so it may go awry by the end and <laughs> and stuff has happened. Um, but at the moment with these two episodes, I like where this is going. Yeah, nice. Me too. Me too. Um, yeah. Um, God, I don't even know where to, where to start. I mean, it's just really cool to see, um, like, I like, I like the fact that, I mean, I'm just gonna, you know, play this card again, but the fact that, like, the three main characters are, are women, um, in a Star Wars thing, I think that's awesome. Um, and it's not because they're women, it's just because they're all, they're just awesome characters. Um, and, uh, I love Rosario's take on... Ahsoka a lot and it was really cool to see um, you know because I've obviously we've seen uh, I've seen Harrison Dollar and she was in Bad Batch um, briefly last season um, uh, her and Chopper um, and so that was that was cool so that's my only exposure to her so it was kind of cool to see mm. an older version of her um, in the live action and, and uh, again I'm a big fan of Mary Elizabeth Winstead she's uh fantastic actress so uh, it's cool to see her in this um bit of nepotism doesn't go straight <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes yes um but no i i just as a general thought and prediction like i feel like the show is gonna head towards 
the the forming of the first order. Like I I think this is how the first order is going to start. Like I don't I I don't know. I I think we're getting a second season of this if I'm not mistaken. But um I'm just I don't know. I I think it would be kind of cool and badass. Not that this would be the first time it would ever happen, but I think it would be kind of cool if a Star Wars thing like this had a bad ending. Like had a had a an ending where the bad guys win and that's with the mm. like the forming of the first order i i just kind of i don't know i thought that would be cool i mean they probably won't do that um um we're probably too far away in the timeline for that but um but yeah i don't know just the way things are way things are going and that they've done so much world building just in this first episode alone like and i i also enjoy the fact that they brought back um uh morgan elspeth from um you know her episode in the man it was in mandalorian wasn't it um mm. when when yeah ahsoka had to get the the beskar spear um from her um and then din had to get it or i can't remember it was ages ago now um but yeah so that was cool that they kind of connected connected that like you know because the last time we not the last time we saw ahsoka but the last time we saw at least morgan it was you know, Ahsoka's yeah. like, where's Grand Admiral Thrawn? Like, I'm coming for him, you know? Yeah, it's um, the first time we saw a live-action Ahsoka. Yeah, yeah. And it was um, it was really cool. So I'm glad that they're kind of like... The show is, is essentially just continuing on from there. Like, it's not starting any new threads in terms of what the overall narrative is, especially mm. f- especially for Ahsoka's character. Um, I I will say I feel like the... The beginning, like episode one, didn't need to be as long as it was, because um, I feel yeah. like there, were, I feel like there were a lot of scenes that were dragged out, especially, especially in the beginning with Ahsoka when she comes to the the planet to get the the star map that's in that orb that gave me Fifth Element and uh, Indiana Jones vibes the whole time. I feel like that yeah, whole, same. I feel like that whole scene was dragged out very unnecessarily. Like they kept you trying. I do because like ooh MacGuffin ooh MacGuffin. I mean, we, yeah, I'm I'm okay with a MacGuffin. That's fine, but I just feel like the way like I wasn't buying into the tension of her figuring out, you know, t- twisting everything and, and you know and m- moving everything so that everything lights up on the walls. It just felt a bit slow paced for me. I don't know. Um, I just, yeah, okay. yeah, I didn't really like that. For me, I started enjoying it once those droids showed up and then she started kicking ass. Um, that was, <laughs> that was when I started getting, I mean, let's not, the fact that I've skipped over the, the opening scene is, is not great, but you know, but in terms of in, Soka's introduction of this show, I just didn't, I don't know, maybe I'm an outlier here, I guess, but I didn't, um, yeah, when she started fighting, the like with her with her two sabers and and make cutting the holes and and stuff and yeah it was it was that was cool. I don't know. Mm. I don't mm. know. The, get, tell me why I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, said, no, mm. it's not. It's not that you're wrong, but no, it's I know. Just I'm joking. That, <laughs> <laughs> just that I think I think we've all enjoyed the uh, different parts. Um, yeah. Like for us, it's it's a bit different. For me though, that that scene was really nice to sort of open up with where it's just like it's quiet and all you see is this this character just walking up to some ruins and stuff and um it was just interesting to watch 
Rosario be Ahsoka with no dialogue, you know? It was yeah. just really nice to sort of just watch her movements, her facial expressions, um, the way that she, you know, the way that Ahsoka's, like, thinking, oh, okay, I need to do this. Oh, no, maybe I need to do that and that sort of stuff. So it's like just watching how she plays the character without having to say anything is just was really really refreshing to see um because a lot of the times you see shows where there's just it just go jump straight into dialogue or straight into action and sometimes it's a bit much to start off with <laughs> so this was actually really nice uh it was a really nice way to to start the show i feel for for me at least um but yeah it, it like i also got the the whole you know tomb raiding sort of uh you know, Indiana Jones kind of vibe of and fifth element of just I uh, yeah. I kinda I, I knew that once she once she did turn those dials the, the pillars would then drop down and then something else would appear and all that. So so I kinda that that was a bit predictable. So that that, that <laughs> so um you know Water's wet, fire burns. <laughs> <laughs> um but it yeah, so that, that whole sort of sequence was really sort of nice to see. Um, but it, it, it really does pick up a lot more once there's, um, you know, so the, the action begins with the, the droids that come in that are after the map. And then, you know, we, we see the kick-ass Ahsoka Jedi that we all know, Mm. um, doing her thing. And I just, yeah, it's really, it's, it's really good. I, I enjoyed the opening sequence. So that's just me. No, I'm good. Yeah. I'm glad. Michael, do you have any opposing arguments to either of us, or are you pretty much the same? Um, yeah, just roughly in the middle. Like when I was saying that uh, the first episode was a bit slow. Um, mm. This, these are the sort of um, uh, scenes I was talking about, like uh, watching a character sort of uh, work out a puzzle. Um, it's here or there. It's who, who's ever ta- uh, taste it is. Um, but also in other other things, like there was a, a scene where Sabine was going in her room, uh, not saying anything, just looking around, and and you're sort of engrossed into the um, the set dressing, basically. So it's like, wow, we're immersing. So this is mm. so. So that that scene would have been good for um, you know rebels fans who who know yeah. Um, yeah what to look out for. Yeah, because that because um, oh. Oh, what's the planet's name? Talos. No. Um, I should know this. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> it's got an L in it somewhere, though. I know that much. Lothal. That's it. There you go. Um, yeah, like, we've seen the... If uh, people who have seen the cartoon know this off by heart because this is basically their main planet base is. So so just watching that in live action is is a bit of a treat, but... It's also, yeah, it's basically, it is basically our characters just looking around, looking at set dressing. It's like, yeah, we get it. We're, we're in Star Wars. It's space. <laughs> we get it. <laughs> we get it. We get it. Yeah, we we'll get it. Okay. Um, yeah, but as, as soon as the, the droids pop up in the in the uh, fir- first uh, first scene, it's this, yeah, we're, we're, we're getting into something cool. Just watching a, a droid static. But the only thing moving is its cape. I like to see droids with capes. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Looks cool. It does it look looks cool. Cool as. It does look cool. Yeah. 
um, gunslinger slash samurai um, aesthetic. Love it. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. I. I, well, I don't know. Unless we just want to keep talking about Ahsoka, like as a character in this, um, and her over the the couple episodes. Um, she's very um, like stoic. Like stoicism is her thing. Um, mm. she's a woman of few words. Um, but the words she, she says, you know, really, she makes them count. Um, especially I really like that line where she was, where she's like the, sometimes the right reasons have the wrong consequences. Um, when she's talking about Anakin, um, ah, mm. uh, that was a bit gut wrenching. Um, but, um, but beautifully put, you know, yeah. um, so that was, it was cool to see him acknowledged in the first episode. Um, I mean, of course, he was going to be acknowledged at some point, in some way. Um, so that was that was cool. But because you can tell she's, yeah, she's obviously quite tortured by the past, and I mean, you know, she's hunting hunting down Thrawn for a reason. Um, and it's, um, yeah, I I don't know. I really, I just like I said, I'm just really enjoying Rosario's portrayal and um, all the all the the stunt work she gets to do in the show and just you know Ahsoka's fight scenes across the border are, are quite entertaining to watch I think actually my favorite fight scene was between her and that um inquisitor in episode two mm. with the with the double sided uh Darth Maul sort of looking lightsaber Is it, it's sort of like the the quote unquote inquisitor sort of uh yeah. lightsaber that yeah. can spin can spin uh yeah that that fight scene was probably my favorite of, of ahsoka's anyway um just because i i and and really only because of the final shot like when the ship's coming down and and it's firing at them both as they're it's they're running in the direction of the ship and you know he gets or sorry they we don't know if it's a man or a woman they get away and and then you see ahsoka come out of the smoke and then um and then the, the, they called their lightsaber to them, and she like dodges it with using the force, and it's just ah, it's just such a cool shot. Yeah. I, just, <laughs> I just really liked it. I thought it was badass. Um, yeah. So, and I'm and I'm 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 glad that by the by the time episode two was done, they kind of moved along the storyline in terms of her and Sabine, because I was I was thinking they were going to drag it out across the whole show. Um, but I'm really glad that they didn't. I'm glad that they've kind of, like... like and we'll talk about Sabine, of course, but I'm really glad that they kind of uh, put the pin in that um, mm. barrier between them. You know, they, they put aside their shit and, you know, they both realised what they need to give each other, I suppose, in terms of their master-apprentice relationship and their relationship as, you know, beings in this galaxy with each other, I suppose. Um... So I'm glad that they they sorted that out. Um, but one one funny moment to me was like when when it's so stupid when when Ahsoka's like the the orb doesn't leave doesn't leave the ship you're not taking it and then I'm like oh yeah sure sure Jan that's she's totally gonna listen to you and then yeah she was gone I'm like what did you expect what what did what did you expect anyway it was funny um, yeah I I don't think I have anything else really to say about Ahsoka unless. Yeah, unless something I think of something randomly, but yeah, Fulia, did you have uh, any other thoughts about Ahsoka, or do you want to touch on anything I said? Or ah, uh, look, the everything that you said, uh, pretty much, yeah, I kind of agree. Um, Ahsoka's 
you know, doesn't really have too much to say um, unless it's necessary. And um, yeah, I just feel like you can you can tell that Ahsoka's just got a lot on her mind. Um, that and the fact that she just she really just wants to take down this evil threat that's you know upon them, um, and you know the the fact that her past is also troubling her um, really has you know really kind of uh, at the forefront of her mind right now, and so being in being in the presence of her former Padawan <laughs> has. Um, you know, risen some, some other thoughts for her. And she's, um, she, I don't know. It's like, she, she just doesn't, she has a hard time trusting people as you can tell. Mm. Um, and so that's, and that's kind of the, the main like focus for her is trust and loyalty. It seems. Um, and yeah, no, I mean, everything that we've seen in both these episodes of Ahsoka has been really good. Um, you know, her, her, uh, her battle sequences were were a lot lot of uh, a lot of fun, very entertaining to watch. Um, like you, Kendall, I did really enjoy that that second episode one with the Inquisitor and that extra droid. Um, I don't know what what droid is that. Do, do we know what type of droid that is? The HK Assassin droids, I think. Ha- yeah, HK Assassin droid. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, so that was that was really interesting. That it was like a two on one sort of a situation in that in that scene. Um, and I, I really loved the, when, um, oh, what's her name again? Um, Hera, when she was flying, she kind of flew down to see where Ahsoka was and you can sort of see from a bird's eye view, the battle that was happening out on Mm. the floor, on the ground, um, which was really cool. So it was a really nice, um, viewpoint to get, um, with all the smoke around it as well. And, uh, yeah, no, the Ahsoka's, um, yeah, she's, she's still a mystery, to me there's there's still there's still a lot that we need to uncover from from her but um i'm sure we'll we'll get to that to you know throughout the rest of this season yeah definitely mm. um michael what about yourself were your thoughts on ahsoka as a character so far yeah uh, not knowing like much about Bado is actually probably a good thing because mm. then there's so much to explore with with this yeah. character because mm. If you know the backstory, then you know why some reasons why she's a little bit um, off-putting with the trusting each other because last time she did, her, her former master basically <laughs> um, enslaved the entire universe. So she she does have a couple of hang-ups and you can sort of see why she is brooding a little bit. But... Mm. Maybe with Sabine being by her side, she's probably, uh, um, you know, ha- having that sort of conflict of, of trust as well is yeah. going to be interesting uh, within this uh, TV show and see where this goes. And it's and maybe all about um, the master and the apprentice because that was like the theme for the first first episode, especially with. Um, the first Jedi's that we that we saw, uh, but are they really Jedi's? It's really mm-hmm. cool because technically no one's a Jedi in this. No, that's right. And I like it. There like are no it. Jedi's. Yeah, from a certain point of view. From a certain point of view. Hmm. Yes. Um. Cool. Let's talk about those. 
Let's talk about those Jedi, not Jedis. Those Jedi, not Jedis. Because I'm, if I'm honest, I'm more interested in what's going on with Balin's skull and Shinhati. Um, the two, the master and the apprentice um, uh, that we see wielding uh, what appears to be orange lightsabers. Yeah, I think they're orange. Yeah. Orange. Which is, which is cool. Um, something a little different. Um, yeah, these two, their opening scene. Mwah. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Jeff's kiss. <laughs> I loved it. Um, yeah, I really liked it. I liked how it kind of, it makes you, th- it, it, like, it, it feels like OG Star Wars. Like, it just feels very, but it also has elements of newer stuff. Like, it just, yeah, it, it just felt so in the world and it was so well executed and I just, I really liked it. Um, and I, I, yeah, it's like, like we, you know, we said before, it's just such a fucking tragedy that uh ray stevens no longer Dave stevenson is no longer with us because my god balen is like so badass i'm so interested in his character he has depth to him he's not he's not a one-dimensional antagonist really he's very much like you know we find out over the course of these two episodes that he was you know he was a jedi originally like you know he was at the temple during order 66 i think i guess fled survived um and you know now he's sort of crafting his own teachings i guess um and he has this kind of sentimentality sort of but i really liked actually i should say i should correct myself because i should say that at the end of the episode when he's talking to morgan um and you know he's like it's sad that there's so few jedi left or or, or we have to kill her because and then, and then she's like, "Oh, sentimental." And he's like, "No, it's just a fact." <laughs> um, I, but he, but he, he sort of just had this underlying sadness about it. Like, I've, unless it was just like maybe it's it's uh, I'm not sad that we're killing a soaker. I'm sad that we're killing a jet. Like, uh, you know, someone who's force sensitive and as powerful as she is. I think that's maybe where he was going with that. At least that's how I want to interpret it. Um, mm. But he's fascinating. Like, you could interpret all of that many different ways um and yeah he has great dialogue and delivers it so well and his fighting style is, is really great like he got his own fucking hallway scene for christ's sake like that was <laughs> straight out of the gate yeah straight out of the fucking gate like that was that was brilliant to watch um and all the force choking and throwing around and uh it was just it was just brilliant and then you know by the same token shin hati is um amazing I'm I'm her number one fan. I don't care. Um, she's <laughs> she's she's just stunning to look at. Just I mean, I'm saying not saying that as a bisexual woman. I'm just saying in general, she's just very as the way she's been put together as a character. She's very aesthetically pleasing, um, you know. And I like how she has she has the braid, like the Padawan braid, going on. Yeah. Like I thought that was a really cool touch as well. Um, and her fighting style is so cool. Like they put that shot in the trailer of her when she comes into the bridge and like does all these movements with her hands and her arms and shit. Like I, that I, oh, oh, so it's great. It's great. The only, the only interesting thing I had to say about her, uh, apart from all of that fangirling I just did was, um, at the end of episode one, when her and Sabine fight, um, I feel like 
she had to have been holding back. Like she had to have been pulling her punches, as it were. Yeah. You know, pulling her she lightsaber. Was, it definitely felt like she was sort of um, toying with Sabine, because Sabine um, sort of is hacking, and that's mm. not a good routine, not a good tactic. No, no, because I, I feel like I feel like Shin would have been able to take her out pretty easily, um, but um, they seem to have some kind of fight that you know that was it was interesting to watch, and it was it was all it wasn't as good as the other fights, I think, but. You know the fact that it ended with you know her getting like Sabine getting shanked, um, pretty you know straight through the middle. I'm like, all right, <laughs> yeah, that's fun. not getting any organs. No vital organs. Missing all the vital organs. Um, you thank goodness. But um, but yeah, it feels like. I mean, I they could have like she probably could have killed her. Like they got the map, so they didn't really need her anymore. But it was just I don't know. It was just a very interesting, and I wonder what what else lies with that. Is there more to it um, than what we're seeing? I guess I don't know. It's all very interesting. But yeah, I these two, yeah, but yeah these these two characters are just they're my favorites. They're my favorites. Of course, <laughs> of course, Kendall likes the bad guys. I mean, it's becoming it's becoming my it's becoming my mo. It is my mo. Uh, are they yeah. bad guys? Well, true. Antagonists yeah. is a better word. Ant- antagonists. Yes, thank you for correcting me. Antagonists. We are no Jedi. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. sick. Anyway, um, Folia, do you have have some thoughts on Balin and Shin? Uh yeah, no. Their their intro in the in the first episode was epic. It was so cool. Um, you know, you you think, oh yeah, they're just Jedi, but then. There's like something sus about them when you first see them, and you're like, "Hmm, I don't know what's going on here." Uh, especially since you know the commander on the on the ship was calling their bluff. I love that. <laughs> I love that. He's like, "You're no Jedi," and then later on, Balin's like, "You're right. We we are no Jedi." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but thank you for letting us on board. <laughs> yeah. So good. Um. Yeah, that, that, that whole sequence was just really awesome to, to watch. And I was just like, yeah, just idiots. Why if you if you why don't you just go with your gut feeling and not let them board? Like why? Yeah. <laughs> well, they thought they weren't Jedi. <laughs> but that was the then what's the point? <laughs> they didn't know they were force sensitive and knew yeah. how to wield a lightsaber. True. Mm. Yeah. I still would have said go away. <laughs> go away. Yeah, me. <laughs> uh no, but it was it was actually really cool to watch. Um but yeah, it's like they're 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 evil in a sense, but not really. Like you don't have the it's not the same kind of it's not the same kind of evilness uh as what you would have felt with like Darth Maul or Vader or yeah. or you know, any other kind of like Sith. Like you, coming into a, yeah, coming into yeah. a corridor like like Maul or uh, Maul or, or Vader, it, it yeah. just oozes evil. Yeah, it's not that it, it doesn't have the same intimidation as what those characters have with with these two, and these two just have I don't, it's it's like I don't know it was a bit undertoned I think, hmm. and that and that kind of made me think differently about these two and that's kind of why i'm i'm sort of like in the in the train of you know that 
they're actually pretty cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, and because they've got they've got a little bit more to them than just being, you know, bad bad people. Um, mm. And so, I like I'd love to learn more about what's going on. Why why did they leave the the Jedi Order? Like, why are they no longer being you know, part of the rebellion and all that sort of stuff. And they've gone over to, you know, the bad side and all that sort of stuff. They're the dark side, I should say. Um, but yeah. you know, they're not, com- they're the not completely li- there though. It's, the lightish like, gray side. Yeah. yeah light- <laughs> kind of sort of in the middle, you know, <laughs> sort of in the middle. Even though, even though there's yeah. no such thing as a gray, gray Jedi. <laughs> Apparently. Um, um, the one, the one other thing that I want to mention, uh, Shin Hati, um, with their with her battle with um, with Sabine, um, it, it was like Padawan against Padawan, which was really cool. Mm. Um, so that was sort of interesting to see. But obviously, Shin had the upper hand because Sabine has been out of practice for quite some time. Um, and so, you're right, Kendall. That you know, Shin could have definitely taken her out pretty easily um but something tells me that she wanted to keep her alive for some other reason i'm not sure. yeah yeah um i reckon there's going to be by the end of this season there's going to be another maybe like a redemption battle for sabine at least um yeah by then yeah then she'll have trained up a bit and gotten better and yeah yeah that's what's gonna happen i think you're right i think that she needed her best guy yeah. Yeah, guy, yeah. Yes, that was the other thing that like it shouldn't have surprised me because I do remember her having the Mandalorian outfit from Rebels. Mm. But the moment that they mentioned the fact that she's Mandalorian, I'm just like, "Oh. Oh, yeah, no, that's right." Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> it's just a nice little <laughs> bit of information to sort of um to come by because if she's going to be because she was being trained to be Jedi because she's force sensitive but she's also Mandalorian which is really yeah Mm. that's really cool yeah (laughs) yeah it Mm. is it is very very cool um yeah Michael what are your what are your thoughts on um on Balin and Shin yeah they're cool so cool uh I can't wait uh I like their story and mm. also to find out more about what happened with them, and and for some reason when I was seeing Shin like do do her, do her stuff, for some reason I, I was getting Hit Girl in my head. She oh, reminded yeah. me remind me of Hit Girl from Kickass. Yeah. So and so so I was thinking, is 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 Balin, Balin a dad? <laughs> is it is it daughter Ooh. and dad time? Oh. Mm. That's an interesting it, take. Yeah. Because they both have white hair. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> mm, who knows? Uh, the realms of possibility. So I can't, can't wait to see, see them both. And Yeah. I haven't really got much much to say. It's only been two episodes. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's okay. I get you. Um, well, I, 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 I will just quickly tack on um, that... Um, Fully, when you were talking about like maybe where this like what their motivations are, where their story is going to go, what we're going to learn about them. Like I, another thing that I found really fascinating was when, uh, you know, after they'd seen the the big 
gorgeous that gorgeous shot of that like dome with this the you know the star maps and um yeah and that morgan morgan had uh, yeah. I nearly called. I nearly called her Morgan Le Fay. That's so funny. Um, <laughs> um, Morgan Elspeth, you know, showed the path uh, to take from where they are to where they need to go, and um, and then after that, the two Balin and, and Shin are talking, and and she's asking him, you know, what what they're going to get out of it, basically, and he's just telling her what what everyone's going to get, and then you know, and then he's like, when you know, we're going to get power. Um, you know, it's it's kind of cool to see that. And it fits fits in with the you know the characterization of, of Balin that we've seen so far. I just he's they're in, they're in it for their, themselves. Yeah. They 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 have no allegiance to anyone but themselves. You know I I I I can't, I can't remember if I read or watched something that talked about Balin maybe being like a mercenary after he left the Jedi Order. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, so I I feel like if that's true, that makes a lot of sense that someone like Morgan Elspeth might hire him and Shin to do her dirty work um, for her. So um, I, I kind of Jedi as guns for hire is not that there's Jedi, <laughs> but you know what I mean. I, I, a Jedi uh, bounty hunter. Jedi bounty. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Uh, is it fan fiction? Yeah, <laughs> um, I thought that was that was interesting, and 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 when they're talking about power, it's like, well, what does that mean? That could mean so many different things, but I feel like it's pointing to obviously, most most obviously, like when Thrawn returns, um, they will be in a position to be you know granted a lot of power. Um, I think because they'll be part of maybe maybe he thinks he'll be owed something or they're part of the reason why Thrawn has returned so therefore they'll get something but I hope it's something a bit more com- complex than that because that's a little basic now that I think about it um but anyway got, I'm very curious yeah I got some thoughts because considering the era that we're in is the Sith is quote-unquote defeated yes and there's hardly any Jedi anymore except for Luke and he's doing his own thing um and Ahsoka's not really a Jedi. She's more Force-sensitive, but she might be looking for Padawans, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, future Padawans. So maybe he's seeing the opportunity of seeing this sort of power vacuum when it when it comes to Sith and, uh, and Jedi, and not necessarily the Rebellion and the Empire, because now the, the Empire's sort of fallen, and there's still a little, um, what do you call it, cells? of people like still being um part not part sensitive no sympathetic to the empire Mm. uh, as we saw in the second episode Mm. um maybe he just sees the uh, the vacuum is like i can feel that i can be uh with that power i can be like head honcho uh not necessarily between uh seth and jedi i'm gonna be my own thing I'm going to be a Skywalker, you know. That's <laughs> the mixture of both, mm. or something like that. So I can, yeah, we can probably see see him doing something like that, and with the added bonus of having Thrawn on his side because he's uh, in the Rebels and probably spoilery, but he essentially joined the Empire because he saw that um, the Empire could help him uh, with his. Um, uh, with his ends, because uh, his race is actually not of our um, our 
what not of this galaxy but part of the outer not the outer rim but the unexplored areas uh and he just uh, came in to say hey uh i'm he i'm here i can help you if you help me what you want to do find these jedi okay find 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 these rebels cool so um at this present time i think it's just out for uh, everyone's out for themselves yeah and yeah and then first order came <laughs> yeah yeah like it's sort of like a an uncharted very much an uncharted territory um mm. in a lot of ways um yeah no that's really cool makes a lot of sense um all right well let's let's talk about sabine then um because she's quite a, an important character in this um yeah, I I've never seen Natasha Lou Bordizzo in anything before, but I I'm enjoying her performance. Um, I think she's got a very great screen presence um, with this character. Um, but the funny thing I said to one of my friends, the same one I was like live reacting to, um, because like I said, I haven't watched Rebels, but I have an understanding that apparently Sabine is considered to be a little. OP or a little Mary Sue in terms of like she's just naturally good at everything and okay that's that's the word on that's the word on the internet that I have and I will say I think I can see I can see that a little bit in this like she's a very she's clearly very stubborn um and 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 doesn't like being told what to do doesn't like authority so I can already see there's that's maybe where some of the ripple effect of what happened with her and Ahsoka and why she stopped her training um, may have come from. Um, I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. But um, but I could definitely pick up on, on some of those vibes of like, she's just, you know, she's a Mandalorian. She's force sensitive. She's she's good with tech. Um, you know, she's, she's a skilled um, marksman. Like, it's just, you know... I don't know. Just I got I got that vibe, and it's fine. I'm not complaining. I'm not. Com Let me make that clear. I'm not complaining because she's she's entertaining. Um, I just hope that this show m convinces me by the time it's done that she's more than those things. Like that she's more than what she's capable of doing. Um, and I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will because I I'm I'm really interested in the the Ezra angle uh, of of her story. Um, about how, you know, she's clearly obviously devastated that, you know, he's gone. You know, they I guess they think he's dead, um, but they don't know what happened to him. Um, and, you know, watching her watch that message that he left her before he essentially sacrificed himself, um, that was... Um, that was a really poignant scene and a really lovely moment, and, it, you know, it kind of helped me to feel sympathetic towards her a bit. So I'm looking forward to that part of her character journey going on. And to see her becoming a Jedi will be cool. Like to see Ahsoka train someone and maybe we'll get some parallels between her and Anakin um, coming through in their story. Um, that could be really interesting to explore. Um, so, yeah, but I and, I, and I kind of enjoyed the, um, I will say the, the speeder chase at the beginning when we first see Sabine, like which, that, that, the music that came in over it, um, that like rock song, that kind of weird sounding rock song like that. I was, that was a vibe I enjoyed. Um, and that shot of her just gliding through 
underneath the the ship um that that ship that was trying to stop her i thought that was a cool shot so yeah um i feel like i'm forgetting forgetting stuff but um that might be the the gist of my thoughts on sabine um go easy on me folia (laughs) (laughs) what do you what do you think what do you think uh no you i i like i like sabine um you know she she's um she's an interesting character to sort of get to know and just uh like you can tell that she's very independent she wants Mm. she rather do what she wants when she wants and she doesn't like as you said doesn't like being told what to do um and bit of a um bit bit of a speedster as well (laughs) um and she apparently doesn't like celebrating anything (laughs) (laughs) the fact that she just up and left the ceremony (laughs) which is where we were supposed to first see her um to, to to have what to make a speech or something like that but she wasn't there because she's like i'm not doing it um so she just you know just went went off on her own way gone home i'm like i'm done i'm good <laughs> um and, and clancy brown being who he is <laughs> yeah clancy brown love ya <laughs> yeah he's actually reprising a role that he actually plays in rebels yeah, yeah. I, 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 I saw that. Yeah, that's cool. That is cool. Yes. So Clancy Browns has played two characters in Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> two and two. Uh, I, I just... I kind of wish Sabine kept her long hair. It was actually really nice. I the way, the, the, the colours just looked really Thank nice. You. The way that it was like... Um, Oh, what's the word? The, the gradient effect that it had, the nice ombre yeah. to it. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, I really, I really liked it from the from the purple to the orange. Um, yeah, same. Yeah, kind of sad it's gone. <laughs> but when you're wearing a helmet, well, you're not gonna see much of it anyway. <laughs> yeah, she has to do the bob. Mm, gotta <laughs> do the 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 bob. Yeah, the Bo-Katan thing. Um, yeah. but yeah, no the. Like Sabine is um, is an interesting character. I feel like there's going to be a lot more to her that we're going to learn um, throughout this series, um, especially the relationship between her and Ahsoka, um, which is the one thing that I'm really curious about to to find out where it all went wrong and why all of a sudden um, she's helping and all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, because the the first time she sees Ahsoka's ship come in. Um, she was like, okay, well, I guess I'm gonna have to go see her. Uh, so that was uh, that was interesting because I thought she would have just sort of like ignored it or something. But um, if I have to, yeah, if I have to. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I'm I'm looking forward to learning more about her. Um, and just you know her her past and and everything that's that's happened and and anything else that happens in the future. Yes, me too. Me too. Well, well surmised. Well surmised. Um, Michael, what about hey. you? What do you? Th- what are your thoughts on um, Sabine Wren? Yeah, she is an interesting character, and I can sort of see why people think she's OP. Um, but maybe, maybe the reason why she doesn't really become a Jedi is because she may be something else. I mean, we have seen like force-sensitive people who aren't Jedi, but still have 
like the capabilities um one theory is um she may be a witch oh mm. Mm. she's one of those um what are they called night night witches night they had a name yeah something like that where's the article so, i had yeah night night, sis, night sisters sorry night, night sisters yes yeah. of Daphnia. Night witches, because if we all know our Shakespeare Doyle, uh, uh, Toil and Treble, they always yes. come in three. Yes. So who are the three witches? We reckon. Mm. We already, we already know one. Morgan, good name for a witch. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> he's all about the mythology that day, Filoni. Yeah, he's good. I mean, even even. Even the uh, Shin and, and Balin. Balin? No, that's... Ba- Balin. Balin. Um, their last names are uh, uh, wolves from Greek mythology. Uh, no, North mythology. Apparently. Oh. These two, yeah, these two, these two wolves are ch- chasing the sun and the moon. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I didn't. How about that? I didn't know that. That's very cool. Little bit of tidbits. Mm, that I learnt from watching YouTube. Um, (laughs) Yeah, kind of cool that they ended the episode where the um, uh, Rebels uh, ended as well. They did like a little prologue because they sort of finished where the war starts uh, in New Hope and then they they jump forward uh, a couple of years or whatever the original trilogy goes for. I think it's like eight or something. And mm-hmm. then and then the, the last shot was Sabine going off with uh, Ahsoka to do whatever. And now we know what. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so um, exciting. And she's cool because she knows how to spray paint and do graffiti real good. <laughs> See, yeah. she's good at everything. No, she's not. <laughs> How can you say that after the ending of this first episode? Mm. She's so good, she didn't die of a belly wound. <laughs> by Gonjin. <laughs> and that Inquisitor and another guy. I can't yes, remember. That's okay. You know, it's not that fatal. No. Qui Gon Jin went out like a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> like a little bitch. Um, cool. Well, I only had one more thing that I wanted to mention, um, and and um, that that is the score, ladies and gentlemen. Our boy Kevin yeah. Kiner at it again. Fucking golf clap for Kevin Kiner. Um, I when I saw his name in the credits, I literally fist pumped. I was like, "That's my boy." <laughs> um, he did the score for Rebels, so obviously it's a no-brainer. Um, mm. and, and as we've talked about when we talked about Bad Batch, he does the score for that show as well. And he's just knocked it out of the park again um, with this one. I loved the music, every single fucking theme in this, and the way he weaves in like older themes from the saga and just everything is just... It's so cool, and he tries different stuff, and it works, and it feels very... It just—it's just so Star Wars. Like he's, like he's the perfect successor to John Williams, I think, in in terms of just nailing the the correct tone and feel of 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 Star Wars musically. Um, like one touch that I, he did that I really liked was in the opening scene, 
when Balin is, you know, cutting motherfuckers up in the corridor, there's like this piano you can hear, like that's like staccatoing through the, the all the like the strings and shit. And it was just, mm. I was like, that's a nice touch. I like this. Um, yeah, and just and a lot of his darker themes are just really really cool. And yeah, I don't know. He just he just captures it well. So I'm just. I just had to fan, take a moment to fangirl over his amazing um, composing. So, um, I don't know if you guys feel the same way. I hate saying this, but I really wasn't paying attention to the music. No! <laughs> yeah, I'm more of a visual person. Yeah, when, I, when I'm when i focused in on a story or like the visual aspect of, of a game or anything like that, the music just disappears for me. So okay. it's, it's right. very it's very hard for me to pay attention to two things at once. Um, <laughs> in a way, it's probably a good thing. That you're not <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. No, but I kind of like for me, I I kind of wish that I could take it all in because I'm pretty sure I have been like even while everything's been happening and you know, even when there's no dialogue, I'm sure I have heard the music and I'm pretty sure it was actually really good. It's just I can't pinpoint certain scenes with certain music because that's how focused i am on the stories so <laughs> that's why i have a hard time trying no, to, that's, to that's think fine. about the, the 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 music and the score but when i know that that's the one thing that i want to keep an ear out for i'll focus on it and then i'll say what it is i just unfortunately this time around i just I was too involved in the story that I completely ignored the music. What about what about the end the the end credits, which are gorgeous, by the way? Oh um, yeah, the end credits yeah. music is actually really good. Yeah. 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 Nice, Mike. Do you have any additional thoughts on on the score? Uh, yeah, there were subtle hints to um, some of the rebel stuff as well. Oh, cool. Because uh, because there's like different. Um, themes that they've made for these particular because uh he's also done clone wars as well all the way back when yeah sure yeah that makes so, sense so i think he's also done like ahsoka's theme and sabine's theme ezra's theme theme themes all the themes all the themes yeah he has another chopper one because you know chopper's a psychopath <laughs> Shall we talk about Chopper just a little bit? Yeah, please take the take the lead. I don't really have much to say other than I <laughs> I liked I liked him like you know uh, ragging on Hera I guess when he was like banging on the banging on the ship yeah. freaking out. I thought that was very funny. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he, um, people who've uh, who've watched Rebels have sort of agreed. There's like yeah, he's a complete another psycho that. Uh, tries and kills people intentionally uh, and is also a war criminal as well. (laughs) (laughs) A mech droid? Wow. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Even even when they have like um, uh, other mech droids as well, like there's one particular one where where, uh, they needed a mech droid actually part of the... um, uh, who actually has like the codes on all, all that is like why don't and by the end is like why don't he be part of the team as well and chopper decided to un, 
uh, unhooked like um, a, tra- a trapdoor and he just fa- fell from the sky. <laughs> when he was tra- uh, when he was helping to train Ezra, like throwing uh, bottles at him so he can use his lightsaber, he, he he was pretty overzealous and like keep on throwing them. And Ezra was on top of the on top of the uh, spaceship of the ghost and kept on hitting him and he fe- and he fell off uh, almost to his death. <laughs> so yeah, he's a complete another psycho. And if you like him, then I have no help for you. <laughs> <laughs> and he's voiced by Dave Filoni, so he's he's an evil genius. That's hilarious. <laughs> and, even, and even in this episode, where where um, Hera is saying we can't we can't we can't um, shoot him out of the sky. There are people. There are people down there. <laughs> yeah. He said, and so, <laughs> so wow. And is that bad? <laughs> I like when he was. Get, I like when when he was like all of a sudden freaking out because he couldn't find the thing he was looking for. It's like, where did you put the thing? <laughs> She's like, have you checked under the battery? <laughs> <laughs> did you move my stuff? Oh, found it. Found it. <laughs> it's a bit like Kenny from South Park. <laughs> Uh, sure, it's muffled, but you can, can have visual. Uh, kind of understand, yeah. Cues. You 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 get the idea. Yeah, you yeah. get the cues. <laughs> yeah, you get you, you get it. Uh, nice. Um, yeah, I don't have anything else uh, to say. Is there anything else you guys want to touch on before we wrap up? No. Uh, best TV show, ten out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> best TV show so far. Yeah. No, I'm, I, I'm really enjoying it so far. I'm. I can't wait to see what happens next. Yes, agree. Agree, agree. All right. Well, I guess we'll, we'll end it there, shall we? Yeah. Yeah. David Tennant is cool. David Tennant for the Man. win. Yeah, yeah, I like him a lot. I like that scene of him and him and Sabine when he was he basically like you know was talking about her saber and how he kind of ended up convincing her to to take up her training again. Mm. That was that was a cool scene. Mm. Well, she needed a doctor. (laughs) Hey, zing. Yeah, Dave Filoni is actually a Hoovian. Oh, that's that's awesome. that's yeah. no surprise. That's great. <laughs> because it because in Rebels there's a there's a character I I won't spoil it but it's been voice it was voiced by Tom Baker. Oh, ah. cool. Yeah. So secretly he's a Hoovian. <laughs> 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 we love to see that. That's yeah. awesome. And one of the nice. reasons why he hired uh, David Tennant as well because he's Hoovian. Yeah. Because yeah. the first time I heard Hu Yang and I'm, I'm listening to the voice I'm like, hold on. Is that who I think it is? And then I had to, I, I literally had to IMDb it, and I'm like, oh, of course it is. <laughs> it's David Tennant doing his British accent. Accent, I love yes. It. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Bless. We love, we love it. We love it so much. Okay. Um. Cool. Well, that's that's it. Mm-hmm. Um. Those are those that are our thoughts it. on uh, episodes one and two of Ahsoka. Yes. Um, and I don't have the episode titles in front of me anymore. Um, one was Toil and Trouble, and I think the other one was Master, Master and Apprentice. Apprentice. Master and Apprentice, thank you very much. Master my and lo- Commander. My lo- <laughs> <laughs> Journey to the Far Side of the World, whatever it was called. Um, okay, that's it. Uh, thank you guys for watching and listening. Hope you enjoyed the podcast, enjoyed the show. It's time to get on out of here, shall yes. we? 
And that was a podcast called Fred. That one. <laughs> that one. <laughs> Remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and X, I think, for the latest Fred content. Nah, I think we can dead name Twitter. Twitter. Uh, <laughs> if you'd like to listen to Freddie Alien, you can go on to SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. If you'd like to watch Fred the Alien, you can head over to youtube.com forward slash Fred the Alien Productions. And if you're watching us right now, make sure to like the video, subscribe to our channel, hit the bell icon to be notified of future content. And if you're watching us over on the Twitch, make sure to give us a follow over there, twitch.tv forward slash Fred the Alien Twitch. Yes, I have been a clever Richardson. I have been a very sore and I've been a grey Jedi Mogulista. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you just, just experienced, experienced a, podcast a podcast called Friend. Thank you, Aka Socks, for following on Twitch. Hey, thank you. Shout out. 42 minutes ago. Sorry. Beautiful. <laughs> Better late than never. We appreciate it very much. Remember to eat beef. And remember, Freddy lives, Loki dies, the doctor is in, and we are not Jedi. <laughs> Make sure to look after yourself and your mental health. Yes, please do. And your physical health too. Yes. <laughs> yes. Very important. Laters, gators. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. And, and see, see you.